0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you wanna learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's ad mail, going to go with three YouTube questions and, uh, I'm going to tackle a wide variety of topics. We're going to do one on real estate, one on our friend Peter Thiel, and the third on non spousal, uh, inherited IRA. So a little bit of a diversified podcast here. So, well, let's jump right into it. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, first question. Hi, great video. I have a question. I manage an Airbnb with a friend. It's my main income. Would opening a solo forum can be better for me? Well, definitely a great question. The key is going to be, does your Airbnb business rise to the level of a business? Are you treating it as business income under Schedule C? for sure. a single member LLC or a partnership Uh, as a guaranteed payment, meaning you're treating it as active business income, or are you treating it as Schedule E passive rental real estate? And that is a very important determining factor of whether the solo 401k will make sense for you. Why? Because you can only establish and contribute to a solo 401k plan if there's business income. And Schedule E passive Rental real estate is not deemed business income. That's why you don't pay Social Security FICA on that income. So on one hand, not paying Social Security FICA on income has its advantages, i.e. save taxes. The disadvantage is it's not treated as income that is available to be contributed to a retirement plan. So you cannot reduce or defer any of those taxes into a retirement plan because they're passive. So to answer your question, the key is going to determine how you treat the income from the Airbnb business. If it's treated as active business, then you can establish a solo 401k, so long as you have no employees other than uh, the owners or their spouses. If it is passive Schedule E, then that's good. You're gonna save a Social Security and FICA taxes. You could always, reclassify that as Schedule C, but you should talk potentially to a tax professional to make sure it makes sense uh, for you because you will incur Social Security and FICA taxes. Uh, the Solo 401k is the best retirement plan for the self-employed. You can put away up to 58000 or 64500 if you're over 50 years old. There's an employee deferral, a profit sharing component. You can make employee contributions in pre-tax, Roth, After tax, there's a $50,000 loan feature. You can do traditional investments, but also real estate investments if you have the right plan and you have very good asset and creditor protection as well. So it's a really very strong uh, retirement plan for the self employed. Just need to make sure you are eligible to set it up. Second question is relating to my favorite person at the point (laughs) at this time, Peter. Thiel. So, thanks for sharing. I have a question. Hope to get your insights. Is Peter Thiel an insider buyer? He put PayPal startup shares in a Roth IRA. He later sold shares in a IRA when PayPal went public. He then bought Palantir startup shares through his Roth IRA. So, Peter bought those shares when those companies were private companies. How can the general public buy startup shares with Roth IRAs? It seems impossible unless you're an insider and have access to those promising startups. Do you agree? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a very fair point. Uh, Unless you are able to get into these companies at a very early stage, you're going to be relegated to buying these companies uh, like the general public can when they go public. You know, i.e., if I had the chance to get into Coinbase seven, eight years ago at a dollar a share, I would have. But I didn't have that opportunity, so I was forced to buy Coinbase on the IPO. And now I'm down (laughs) Oh man. I bought it at, uh, what was it, three something. Uh, I'm down a lot. So um, yeah, I would have wished I would have been able to do it, it as a private business. So it's a great point. Not everyone has the ability to do though. so, but there's some really cool platforms out there in the marketplace where you can get access to startup uh, private companies if, if you have insiders that are willing to sell shares. I have a lot of clients that were able to buy like Robinhood from uh, insiders, employees uh, in a marketplace, and they did that in a Roth IRA. So ultimately when Robinhood goes public, hopefully they'll, they'll reap some, some rewards. Now, just to be honest, not everyone is Peter Thiel. Not everyone wins, right? He was super smart. He went to Stanford Law. He had a hedge fund. He's also super lucky. He started PayPal along with other you know, Elon Musk and all their celebrity, uh, well-known people. He bought in when PayPal was in its infancy. He also got into Palantir in its infancy, which is now a public company worth, I don't know, how many billions of dollars. He also got into Facebook when it was starting. So he did, as a hedge fund Silicon Valley investor, he was able to tap into these companies at at really uh, early stages and and did so wisely and tax efficiently in a Roth. And, And again, that's what the Roth allows you to do. Uh, The Roth IRA was created by Congress. I just did an ad bits about this. If you're interested to learn more on uh, the Peter Thiel story, you can check that out. But it was created by Congress in 97 and uh, there are no caps. So Congress clearly understood that Roth IRAs could be used by wealthy people to shelter income from tax. They could have capped it. They did not in the 90s. Um, Senator Weiner, Oregon, has... um, at least contemplating, um, proposing legislation in 2016 to cap Roth IRA limits at 5 million that kind of died. And now it's, it's coming back with the pro public article. Um, we'll see where it goes. I'm not sure what's going to happen. We'll have to, uh, you know, keep watching, but it doesn't impact a lot of people. There's not many people that have more than a $5 million in a Roth IRA. It's just, Kind of a uh, heat of the moment type story that it's easy to pick on rich people that are smart. And they, again, used what legally they were able to do form over substance, uh, what Supreme Court allows you to do to structure your finances in order to minimize your taxes legally. And that's what Peter Thiel did. So, to answer your question, um, you're going to need to get these companies, not necessarily as an insider, but you want to get them. In their outset, that's why venture capitalists and private equity are always looking for startups. And, uh, not all of them are able to use a Roth IRA to buy in because some of them are active involved and, and may have ownership over 50%. But if you have, a, if you have the ability to get into a, a promising startup, uh, think about your Roth IRA, especially if you're going to be passive on less than 50%. Make sure you're paying fair value for the stock, just like any other investor would. And a Roth IRA could make sense. Now, obviously, The downside of the risk is that the business fails and now you've just lost your investment and your Roth IRA tax free money, which is super powerful and super valuable uh, to that startup. So, um, you know, the ProPublica article didn't mention the flip side where uh, the facts are not everyone uh, succeeds in investing in the next Great startup, plenty fail. Um, if you look at the SBA, how many small bu- how many businesses fail? Uh, you know, it's like ninety five percent in the first five years. So there's no guarantee. Peter Thiel is just smart and lucky, and um, was uh, you know very smart in using his Roth IRA. The 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 substance doesn't look good, turning a couple grand into billions, but the form is legal. And that's what the Supreme Court and that's what the IRS clearly saw as well when they tried to audit uh, his transactions back in 2012, according to a Government Accountability Office report that was released in 2014. And they were not able to um, uncover anything uh, that, that would seem to suggest um, any, any tax abuse. So um, good question. Um, but the Roth IRAs do have a lot of power. If you have the ability to invest in promising startups, uh, you should certainly consider that option. Third question. How does a non-spouse beneficiary of a traditional IRA steer the money into a self directed option? Through an inherited IRA account? What if the bank which houses the IRA is undesirable? You, well, Fargo. <laughs> um, okay, so if there's two types of inherited IRA categories, there could be a spousal and non-spousal. Spousal IRAs, when your spouse dies and the surviving spouse is the primary beneficiary, that surviving spouse has the option of putting the IRA into his or her name. And then the regular required minimum distribution rules would apply, i.e. to their age at over the age of 72. Now, if it's a Roth IRA, the Roth IRA would just move to the surviving spouse and then there would be no RMDs and then the surviving spouse can pull that money out. So long as they're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open five years, tax free. Non-spousal inherited IRAs, thanks to the Secure Act, which was passed in December of 2019, has 10 years to pull that money out. You have the ability to do self-directed inherited IRAs. We set up hundreds of these accounts a month. So you would move your IRA from Wells Fargo or Fidelity Schwab to IRA Financial. It's a tax-free rollover, no tax when you move money between inherited IRA accounts. And then you would be able to invest your inherited IRA in real estate or Bitcoin or founder stock like Peter Thiel. The only caveat is you have 10 years. After 10 years, you need to pull out the entire amount of that inherited pre-tax or Roth IRA. If it's pre-tax, there'll be uh, tax on what you pull out. If it's Roth, there, there will be not any tax. And it's a 10-year window where you used to be able to stretch it over the life expectancy of the youngest non beneficiary. Uh, now you cannot do that anymore. So you have a 10-year window. So when you are planning your investments, just make sure you understand that. You don't need to take the cash out. So let's say you you bought founder stock in a startup with your inherited IRA. You just need to take the, you need to deplete that inherited IRA within 10 years. You don't have to pull the cash out. You can just do an in-kind distribution of the stock, but you would have to pay tax on the fair market value of that stock that you pull out at the end of 10 years. So you can do it pro rata, you know, a little every year, or you can do it at the end of the 10th year, but it needs to be fully depleted by the end of year 10. Um, And and that's really it. You can certainly do self-directed. You don't need to stay at Wells Fargo or Schwab or E-Trade. You can move it to us. It's a tax-free rollover. Uh, You cannot convert inherited IRAs. And you can't roll them to a 401k, but you can roll them into the inherited IRA world. So it's a good question. I, um, it actually comes up a lot. People get confused with the inherited IRA rules because they've just recently changed with the Secure Act. And it always adds a little bit of confusion. So thank you for that question. And thank you for everyone who's um, sent me and uh, submitted questions either through uh, YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or on info at IRA Financial. Uh, either it's ask Adam or Admail, and they find their way to me. So thank you. I have a, a lot of questions in the queue, but keep them coming. Um, I look forward to receiving more questions. I love answering client questions. Uh, I think it's a great way, uh, that we mutually can learn from each other. Uh, I, I prepare for this stuff. I don't just kind of, uh, answer these questions coldly. So it, it keeps me sharp. It keeps me up to date and hopefully I'm able to, to provide all you some uh, insightful and helpful information to um, push you along the line of becoming even a better, more successful self-directed retirement investor. So thanks again for listening uh, or watching, and I will talk to everyone again next week. Be well.